This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. We're not going to talk about clubs. We have other games to talk about, and we got 60 seconds of pop. Let's go. And let's start. Florida State at NC State. The Wolfpack are three-point favorites in this game. I think State doesn't have to do anything out of the ordinary to win the game. I don't think they're going to blow Florida State out, but I don't think they have to do anything. I don't think we need trick plays. I don't think they have to be throw the ball 40 times. I think they could play the same way they want to play, which is run, be conservative, let their defense do the heavy lifting, still beat Florida State because Florida State isn't quite there offensively. So that's that's my read on this. Normal State wins. I feel that NC State needs to show that they can make adjustments during the second half, not just after halftime right. coming out of the locker room, but during the half because we saw Clemson – counter to what they were doing in the first half and NC State wasn't able to adjust. So I think that's something we need to see more from them. Both teams need a win. They're desperate for wins. I'll take State in this one. Yeah. All right, UNC at Miami. A lot of people I, I hate going to the quarterback discussion, but a lot of people were high on Tyler Van Dyke. I was. I was my lot, preseason I, ACC player. And you weren't the only one who made that selection. I don't know with Cristobal if he fits that system. Because we saw Justin Herbert when he was at Oregon, when Cristobal was there, was okay. Had the talent. That's the reason why he went number six. But now we see him flourishing for the most part in the NFL. I don't know if it's a fit. Might not be. Uh, Might not be. Actually, even if he's good, he's the second best quarterback in this game. I think the team that establishes the run better wins the game, but I'm not sure either team will. So I'll take the better quarterback in Drake May. And I just think that it's a North Carolina is going to figure out a way to score a bunch of points. Yeah. I think they win the game. This might be a defense optional game. Aren't they all for you, Edson? Pretty much. All right. Duke is at Georgia Tech. The Blue Devils are road favorites. Somebody find out the last time Duke was a road favorite in an ACC game. Goodness. <laughs> it's got to be six years. has At least. Maybe more. Blue Devils are good. They have an identity. They know who they are. They have roles. They have go-to players. They can cover. They can pursue. I think Georgia Tech has spent it all. Uh, last week at Pittsburgh, I think Duke wins this game. I think Duke wins it comfortably, and I can't wait for next week against North Carolina. I was at the Duke-North Carolina A&T game earlier this year, and the vibe around the team and just at Wallace Wave would just felt different than it had in quite a while. Since Honestly, since Daniel Jones was, was at Duke. The vibe around that team is different. I like the direction this team is headed. Now, I'm not going to sit there and tell you they're going to win the ACC, but they can win the Coastal. <laughs> Look, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. They can win the Coastal. It is frightening. 
All right, Army at Wake Forest. If this game is anywhere near like it was last season, expect just nothing but fireworks because <laughs> here's the thing. Last year, Wake Forest played, what, like 45 minutes of defense or something along mm -hmm. those lines? Actually, maybe more than that because their offense scored every three plays, it felt like. Yes. So their defense had to go right back on the field, and Army was able to move the ball themselves just because they had so many plays. It was a fun game last year. Wake should run away with this one easily. I think I think Wake will as well. Uh, I think their offense is just going to get better and better. Remember the the all the time that Sam Hartman missed, kind of set him back in terms mm -hmm. of timing and whatnot. I think the best is still to come for that offense. Yeah, they've got great wide receivers. They are dynamite. They are fun to watch. I I, I think I was completely wrong about them at the beginning of the season. I didn't think they were as good as State. And I think, I frankly think they're better than State. All right, East Carolina is at Tulane. God, how did East Carolina lose to Navy a couple of weeks ago? We get, we, I need an investigation. Anyway, Tulane's good. But here's the weird thing about Tulane. Tulane has been better on the road than they have been at home. They have a win at Kansas State. Not that Kansas State is great, but they have a win at Kansas State. And they have a win at Houston. Also, not that Houston's great, but Houston supposedly is the class of the American. True. Now, they have, had, they have not had a great year. But wins at Kansas State, at Houston, lost at home to Southern Miss. Huh. Interesting. Interesting, interesting uh, team to lose to at home. East Carol they these both both of these teams need wins. I think East Carolina is going on the road to New Orleans to win this game. I'll take you on that. I'll say I'll agree with you on that. I think ECU, if they want to continue to grow with Mike Houston as their head coach, these are the games you need to win on the road, my opinion. Yeah. The loss of Notre or loss against Navy stinks, but these are ones that you need, and I definitely think they can win it. I would like to see them kind of bring the magic back that they have when they played NC State at the beginning of the year. That would be uh, that would be very nice. All right, App is at Texas State. I don't know squat about Texas State. I just don't. <laughs> Nor do I care to know anything about Texas State. If Fair. anyone out there listening is like, well, you're not going to give me a Texas State breakdown, go find your own Texas State breakdown. I ain't giving it to you. But I would like to see, much like ECU, I'd like to see App – get a win on the road, a game mm. that they obviously should win. They're favored by nearly three touchdowns. Yeah. Actually, more than three touchdowns. 20 touchdowns are only worth six points, Adam. That's, <laughs> that is true. We just assume the extra point. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even in a 49 nothing win last week against Citadel, see the Citadel at one point ran 30 of 31 plays? Yeah. Okay, so no good. You can't do that to your defense, but, yeah, App's going to win this game. Uh, and I hope they win it going away. All right, moving on. Let's blow it up. We don't. We don't care oh, about okay. the rest. We're of just going to go. Just... Uh, 49ers at 49ers are at Panthers. Second straight week, the Panthers are at home playing a four o'clock game. Yeah. Why are we being accommodating to a West Coast team? I don't know. I thought we were the the penalty was the West Coast team playing at one o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, 49ers have a great defense and a suspect offense. The Panthers have a good defense minus Jeremy Chin. And a terrible war NFL worst offense. By almost every measure, they are either wor the worst or uh, almost the worst. I think this game is actually going to be close. And I think the Panthers might actually have a first quarter lead for the first time. <laughs> 
Like that is my analysis. Oh. I think the I think the 49ers will win this game. I was going to do a wager with that had three 49ers scoring touchdowns mm-hmm. and I thought are they going to score three touchdowns? I'm not sure. I think I think if you score seven if the 49ers score 17 they win the game. Uh, oh, there it is. Now. That was it? That was yes. I'm sorry. You have a clock give, in give front me, of you. Give me something. I wasn't looking at the clock. No, Copy it's fine. I just think it's going to be ugly. Very much. All right. Padres at Mets. I even gave you stats here. I know. <laughs> but I'm going to leave them to you. Okay. Padres at Mets. I don't know. Does this time where Juan Soto goes into postseason mode like he did a couple years ago? That's, That's the key man. for me in this series. That is dangerous. Soto and Machado mm-hmm. back to back. Man, that is good. Padres are dangerous. They have good starting pitching. Um, look, in spite of what we talked about with Elliott Johnson, the Mets have to put behind them the fact that they gave back a 10.5 game lead. Look, the Braves owned that. The Braves were amazing. Yeah. Mets weren't bad, they just weren't as good. In the second half, uh, Max Scherzer versus Yu Darvish. Yu Darvish in the regular season against the Mets was lights out. Scherzer was just okay. Postseason Max has to be postseason Max. If the Mets win today, I actually give them a chance to uh, take a swing at the Dodgers in the next round of the playoffs. Obviously, the Mets need to win the series, but I think if the, if the Mets win today, they will win tomorrow and wrap this up. And finally, last one, because you know we're going to throw one Premier League match at you. Arsenal hosting Liverpool. Mm. It's uh, at the Emirates. Gunners have not dented the scoreboard once in their last six matches against Liverpool. Zero goals in six matches against Liverpool. That ends in a big way. I think the match is Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Arsenal is the second leading scorer, second most goals in the Premier League. They're going to score on Liverpool. Flat. I think Arsenal wins the match. Okay. Is that, is that enough for you? Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's perfect. Give me a 4-3 final score. I don't think it's that crazy. No, no, no. I'm going 4-3 3? final score. I don't know who's winning, but I'm telling you it's going to be 4-3. to three I actually have Arsenal 3-2. Okay. I have Arsenal 3-2. I, 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 I expect there will go, be yeah. goals in stoppage time. And the last, the, la- the Arsenal game-winning goal? Will be late, eighty fifth minute or later, to uh, to beat Liverpool. Give me ninety plus four <laughs> game winning goal. Maybe might four be four three. It's Friday. Luke Decock of the News and Observer stops by, and we talk about whatever it is we decide to talk about. Uh, let's start here Wednesday, sir. The Hurricanes open up their season. Um, you, I just want your thoughts on how this. Are they going to keep extra two extra defensemen and one extra forward or vice versa? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think definitely they're going to sign Derek Stepan. I think that's more than clear at this point. He's earned a contract. Uh, I think it's going to be a question of are they going to play waiver games or do they perhaps make a trade? I don't think that's out of the question that uh, one of the guys that they like that they don't think is going to make it through waivers, whether that's Chatfield or whoever, um, you know, gets gets moved for an asset or, or some kind of sort of waiver protection. But uh, I honestly, Adam, I don't know. I will say this. I think this is probably the most competitive training camp the Hurricanes have ever had for jobs, uh, for positions, for playing time. There have been decades 
yeah. where lip service was played to the idea that, you know, guys were really fighting for roles or this rookie had to earn his way onto the team or this rookie had a shot at making the team. And I think when you look at Steppen being given an honest chance, and honestly, he looks quicker to me. I don't know what he did over the summer. <laughs> um, but guys like, like Jalen Chatfield, um, Derek Coughlin, I mean, all, all this stuff, there are guys legitimately fighting for roster spots. And that just – that's what you see typically with good teams, but that typically for a long time and more more recently, but still not entirely, hasn't been the case with the Hurricanes. I think they are going to play waiver games, and I think they're going to do that early, uh, initially so they can get all the way to the, the, the roof, if you will, uh, of the long-term injury relief for Jake Gardner and get to push their salary cap number, I think, to $86.55 million. And then once they do that, then you'll see some of those – uh, moves being made, but I guess it's Monday they have to submit their roster to the NHL, and then after that, because I don't think that if they were going to sign Stepan, uh, I mean I think they're going to sign him. I agree with you, uh, but they would have done it already, and they probably would have done it the same day they they signed Calvin DeHaan. I, I could make the argument that Stepan was their best forward in the in the preseason. Yeah, I, I mean I, I think I, I, the timing I think has more to do with with cap issues and roster issues. Um, but I, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that, that he gets signed. Um, it just it seems like a no-brainer. You can't bring a guy in, have him play that well, and then say no. I, mean, I, don't, right. I don't know why anyone would want a PTA with the Hurricanes anyway since they have, like, you know, this many guys competing for positions. But that said, Eric Steppen's done everything he, he, he needed to do. And, look, and if that means Jack Drury starts the season in Chicago, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the world's not going to stop spinning um, for Drury or the Hurricanes. Um, I don't know that that's the only option, but, you know, the, the with, with Drury not having to go through waivers, that's the easiest one. Uh, yep. I'm not sure it's entirely fair to Jack, but that's part of having competition. It's part of having guys fighting for roster spots. And I do think when a guy like Stefan has earned it, uh, you, you want to make sure you reward him because it does send a message to everybody else. No, there's, I don't think there's any question. Um yeah, there was there was tons of competition, and yes, Jack Drury's probably going to start in Chicago because of the waiver situation, among other things. I don't think he was great either in his last two starts. All right, let me ask you this: uh, What who is the most interesting local college football team? I mean, I, I think if North if if NC State had beaten Clemson, it would unquestionably be NC State because now you're talking about an undefeated team with a primetime win over a powerhouse program, talking about the CFP, talking about an ACC title, talking about breaking that drought. There's a lot going on there. I don't think with that tiebreaker now out of the, out of the picture and, and that horse out of the barn that, that NC State is quite as compelling. I'm certainly events elsewhere could, could lead that, that sort of back uh, in a full circle, especially – assuming NC State beats Florida State on Saturday. I, I think it's North Carolina. I think you can make an argument for Duke. You can certainly make an argument for Wake Forest if we're including them. But the fact that UNC's defense played well enough against a, a terrible Virginia Tech offense, uh, if, if UNC can get it together, there is absolutely zero reason why North Carolina can't win the Coastal Division in, in the last year of the Coastal. And wouldn't that be something if in the year NC State – was supposed to be their season that North Carolina ends up in Charlotte and not the Wolfpack. Maybe that alone makes North Carolina the most exciting or interesting or dramatic team. But the, the, the imbalance between North Carolina's unbelievably explosive offense with Drake May exceeding all expectations for him as a freshman and the defense, which has just been so, so, so bad, 
is 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 fascinating, and I think probably the most compelling uh, most compelling team that way, just because you never know what you're going to get. I mean, they're my pick to win the coastal, uh, and primarily because when they don't go up against athletes that are obviously bigger than them, you know, so it does it. So it looks like oh, they both of these teams look the same. Then North Carolina is really good when they go up against teams that are significantly that have that edge. I think they yeah, just they get, get pushed around. Off the bus challenge. Yeah, uh, and as long as they don't lose that, I like North Carolina. I also think May is one of. I mean, this is not. I'm not going out on a limb here. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country, not just in the ACC. So, um, yeah. Hey, hey, look, I picked. I, I back in July, I said I think it's going to be a state Carolina title game. I guess that's in the cards, but one of those teams has lived up to its end of the bargain more than the other. Yeah, it's only in the cards if Clemson somehow manages to lose twice, and I don't see that happening. I do not see that. I don't see Clemson. Uh, like, I'm this probably a loss for Clemson in the league because Clemson isn't great, but I don't know who's going to beat them now. They, I mean, they do have to go to, to Tallahassee, and that obviously will not be uh, will not be all that easy, but uh, holy cow. Um, all right, Luke DeCock of the News and Observer is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, is Russ washed? Man, uh, I don't know. That's not a good team uh, to start with. But, yeah, I mean, these guys have a shelf life. I mean, even with all the nano bubbles, time remains undefeated. Uh, I don't know, man. You think he's I'm still drinking that, nano bubbles? I don't I'm know if he's still drinking nano bubbles. Yeah, no, the nano bubbles are the key to everything. I, I, I'm glad that my livelihood doesn't depend on him. Let's just put it that way. Like, I know the last couple of years weren't as good in Seattle, but a lot of factors went into that. Offensive lines weren't as good. They didn't have the same kind of talent uh, on both sides of the ball. Seattle was not the same outfit as they were. But as we're watching Geno Smith play well, and we're watching Russell Wilson, who went to a team that had an established running game and has two really good wide receivers and an, a theoretical op- offensive mind, albeit a rookie head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. A lot of people thought Denver was going to push Kansas City. I didn't, but that doesn't mean that I thought Russell was going to be bad. But he looks bad through five no, games. I- yeah, I mean, I think, you know, his entire career, he's been a guy who's who's been excellent, but he's always been on the margins, right? He's not tall enough. Uh, everybody's told him his, his whole career things he can't do, but he's been able to do them because he's been able to get across those fine margins and, and, and excel. And maybe there's a point when you get to a certain age and there's enough miles on the odometer and enough treads off the tires that you know, those fine margins start to catch up with you a little bit. And when you're his height and you're his stature and maybe you lose a couple miles an hour off the fastball, you know, those things can all pile up very quickly on you. you you've seen it happen with, with other athletes. You know, if Russell Wilson is six eight, maybe we don't notice that. But for him to play the way that he has to play to be successful, there can't be much slippage on your, you know, in, in the physical department. And if that's happened at all, that may be what we're seeing. All right, final thing for Luke Tacock of the News and Observer. You can follow him on Twitter at Luke Tacock. You're you're a Cubs fan, correct? 
Yeah, I lapsed a little bit probably. I've okay. probably taken the same approach with the Cubs that I urged people to take with the Panthers last week. <laughs> uh, um, as a Cubs fan, can you, are you rooting for Albert Pujols? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't hate Albert Pujols. I, 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 Look, I, I, I'm a Mets fan. I hate the Cardinals. I hate the Cardinals more yeah. than I hate anybody. Yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt about that. I'm rooting I, for the I Cardinals. Would, I would root for the Cardinals against very few entities, um, uh, any in, in, in the history of the world. I, no, I, you know, I, I, I guess I would say it this way, Adam. I wish him no ill will. <laughs> if he wants to go out there and, and do things, that's fine. Um, I would still prefer to see the car, the Cardinals get smoked. <laughs> so go Phillies, right? Well, you you spent you spent obviously plenty of time in the city of Philadelphia, so maybe you have a warm spot for the Phillies. Maybe you spent a lot of time at the vet. I did spend a lot of time at the vet. I would not say I necessarily have a warm spot for the Phillies. But I have uh, at least one nephew who who would be happy, so we'll we'll take that. I, and look, and and the kid hates the Cardinals because he's a Phillies slash Cubs fan, so it's a it's a no lose for him. Very good. Oh, uh, Phillies slash Cubs fan. He must have loved that game. It probably wasn't alive back in the seventies when the Phillies and Cubs played a game, in which I think Chicago yeah, his, won twenty two twenty one. His parents weren't alive, so. <laughs> Luke DeCock of the News and Observer. I thank you very much, man. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you next week. I, I, by the way, Adam, you didn't ask me this, but I'm not going to the Panthers game Sunday. I'm taking my own advice. Gosh. it's They're unwatchable. Unbelievable. There's nothing worse than bad NFL football, and this isn't even good bad NFL football. Like I, I, what I said Monday was if they improved, they would get to bad offensively. Yeah. The thing is, they should probably be 4-0. And they may no. end up be, you know, they, they may end up three and three or four and three or three and four. They could still make the playoffs in that division. You, why, why, why do we do this? No, 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 no. They're they're not. They're they're they 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 should be winless. I mean, they've played bad teams and they've yes. lost by relatively small margin, despite self-inflicted wounds. I. We agree it's unwatchable. Let's go with that. <laughs> Luke Tacock of the NNO. Thanks, hey, man. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Here's my, my whole thing about they should be this, right? Why do we assume that the other team, right? Like, I'm sure the Saints are sitting around going, how the hell did we lose to that team? They're thinking the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. How did we lose to them? Well, they're, I mean, the Giants are probably thinking, why were we that close to them? Giants aren't good. Exactly. The Giants said this after the game. Like, the Giants, it, it's funny. We the, the networks want the Giants to be something, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. The, the New York Giants, storied franchise, uh, some success. They won Super Bowls uh, twice in the, uh, in the uh, 2000s. Beat the Patriots both times. Um, so, I, I get the, the yearning for the Giants to be good. But the Giants admittedly beat what people thought was a really good team in Tennessee in the opener on the road. Tennessee's not that good. And then beat the Panthers and, frankly, could have easily lost to the Panthers. And we were somehow assigning the Giants. Oh, my gosh, the Giants. No, the Giants are not good. They're not good at all. Now they stink. So. I'm a fan of Dayball, though. Yeah, I I think the guy can coach. Yeah. Like. What I think about Brian Dayball, I think he is a good offensive mind. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if he's a good head coach, but I think he is a good offensive mind. So time will tell whether or not Dable as a head coach. Like, it took Andy Reid a long time before he was recognized as a good head coach. What Andy Reid has been recognized for for a long time has been his offensive brilliance. Yeah. And then uh, they finally win uh, a Super Bowl. And now and Andy Reid is second to Bill Belichick of modern NFL coaching. Second to Belichick. There's, there's, I don't think there's anybody else in the modern uh, time. Maybe slight argument to Pete Carroll. Maybe Tomlin. No, I think they. I think I think Reed's ahead of. Tom, I love Tomlin. You know that. I mean, Tomlin's on a very short list, but I just I think Reed is this. He is the the closest to Belichick in terms of you know head coaches in the last twenty five years. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Reed for. So much of that, well, he's great offensive. Oh, but he can't manage a clock, which, frankly, is true. He he has had a lot of tr- trouble uh, managing the clock at the end of halves and the end of games. But brilliant offensive mind. There aren't that many coaches that are the – like, there aren't that many of the tacticians who are also great head coaches. It's kind of hard to find those two. Uh, all right, we got halftime. All right, Seattle Mariners are in the playoffs, first time in 21 years. 2001. By the way, the game that sent them in to put them in the playoffs was a walk-off home run. Uh huh. Do you know who hit the home run? Uh, what in this year for Seattle? Yes, this year. I'm gonna say Rodriguez. No. It was. Guy by the name of Cal Raleigh. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, played at Florida State. Yeah, not from Raleigh, by the way. Nope, but he's our favorite now. <laughs> speaking of the speaking of the man, his name is K. I think his full name is Caleb, but sure, they call but he him goes Cal. by Cal, right. which is great. Cal Raleigh, great name. Mariners gave out permission slips to people. Oh, we'll read this. God, to whom it may concern, please excuse blank from blank today, as they will be busy watching Mariners postseason with S E A capitalized. Postseason baseball as a Mariners fan, blank will be hanging on every pitch of the game and is obsessively glued to the TV. At this time, the Mariners require their immediate attention and focus, and we embark on our postseason run. We understand that you need your employee/slash student to focus, but to be frank, today's game is simply more important. We rely on their full support and good vibes. It's time to hashtag see us rise and hashtag embrace the chaos. Love at Mariners. Brilliant. The Seattle well Mariners done. won social media. Yep. We see teams sometimes do this, the, the permission slip out there. I love it. But it was actually a full-on like image. Like, you can print this out. Yeah, you can print it out. It and has the letterhead and everything. It's almost like a Mad Lib. It's wonderful. Please excuse blank name from blank. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Good for them. By the way, action in Cleveland. Seattle, rather, uh, Tampa took a one nothing lead in the top of the fourth with a solo home run. Mm-hmm. And I believe Jose Ramirez just hit a two-run home run for Cleveland to put the Guardians. Gosh, it's a terrible That's, name. Uh, yeah. The Guardians up 2-1. Are you, a, are you a fan of Mario, Super Mario Brothers? 
Uh, Do you ever play it? Do you play it? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, that's, uh, the that's answer when it comes to a video game is yeah. probably no, but okay. I'm not against them. I just don't play them. All right. Well, Super Mario Brothers, we actually have the official trailer reveal for the movie. Oh, okay. Chris Pratt doing the voice of Mario. Okay. Jack Black playing Bowser. Jack yeah. Black is Mr. Voiceover. Yeah. He's in so many movies. Where he, he and Alan Tudyk. I don't know if Alan Tudyk is in this movie or not. But nevertheless, we have the official trailer now of Mario. Debuted at New York Comic Con. If I wasn't here, I'd be at New York Comic Con right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it, who who are the stars that who other what other stars are going to be there? Oh, in the Mario movie? No, no, in the at New York Comic Con. Oh, everyone's there. It's just like San Diego Comic Con, but it's just it's in New York City. Okay, it's massive. So did you ever hook up with uh, Kevin Smith? No. Well, I mean, I did meet him when he was here in Raleigh. Yeah. Right. But I thought, like, when the oh, has the movie opened? The movie has premiered, but it has not played in Durham. Okay. So the Clerks 3 movie is playing in at Durham, at Carolina Theater in Durham, October 31st is when it's taking place. Okay. Speaking of films, Lindsay Lohan back in the film. Really? Yes. Lindsay Lohan back with a new holiday season movie for Netflix. Called Falling for Christmas. Oh, geez. So Netflix, Netflix? Kinda go- Netflix has gone the route of, of Hallmark, Hallmark with these cheesy rom-coms. I know our good friend Brendan Wood is probably going to be all over this, by the way. Hallmark Hallmark Channel is a joke. Um, oh, don't tell Josh Goodson that. I understand. He won't come at you. I, I understand. No, they're terrible. But I'll give you the description of this movie here real fast. So in the trailer, Lohan seems to be kind of going back to her comedic ways a little bit. So it features Lohan playing Sierra, the spoiled daughter of a hotel owner who was about to get the proposal of a lifetime on a snowy mountainside only to instead have a big skiing accident that leaves her lost, alone, and without clear memory. The Christmas-loving guy, Cord Overstreet plays this guy, who runs the ski lodge, takes to this mysterious woman, but it gets complicated when Sierra's old life catches up with her. Oh, no. Coming this life. November, the trailer's out now. So, so we, have, we we got that going. For why us. don't they just re-release Parent Trap? It's a great movie. <laughs> Parent Trap was so good. Parent just, Trap was a great just let movie. us watch that again. It was a good movie. Props. I'm not gonna like props to a young Lindsay Lohan having to play two That's, roles at that age. Look, for all of her issues, mm-hmm. I mean, I think a pretty good actress. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, earlier this week was Mean Girls Day on Monday. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't see the movie. But I have seen Paratrap. <sighs> no, I've seen Paratrap. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I get no credit. Wait though. a second. You give me a hard time. I, I get yeah, no credit for seeing Paratrap? No, I give you credit. Paratrap's a great movie, but you haven't seen Mean Girls. No, I've not seen Which that. is a classic. Is it? Yes. All right. If you don't think it's a classic, you can at me and I'll tell you you're wrong. So, FanDuel yesterday, I think some of the other sports better um, sports books did this yesterday. When Naheem's, Naheem Hines went out with a concussion yesterday, they basically refunded all bets that included, if they were just single prop bets that included Naheem Hines only, right. or if you had a same-game parlay that had Naheem Hines as a prop bet and that was the only losing prop, you got refunded your money just because he went out with a concussion. We saw this last week with Tua. When he went out with a concussion. So we saw this yesterday with a lot of sports books as well. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of like the fact that sports books are going to sit there and say, hey, look, 
we understand what happened here. It's, I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of, my thing is like injuries happen during a game. So right. at, at what line do you, where do you draw the line? For example, like if, if Jalen Waddle goes down with a, with an ankle injury in the, in the second quarter, are you refunding prop bets? Cause he goes out with an ankle injury. I, I, I just wonder where the lines that sports books are going to draw when it comes to this. First of all, it's a very interesting point, and I think if you went to the casino mm-hmm. in, if you went to a sports book in Vegas, yeah, I don't believe they are as amenable to this. Yeah. However, I think it is great business, great mm-hmm. PR to refund money for those types of things. Well, I think they're also refunding in the form of just credit. As opposed to actually just getting your cash back. So you still have to make those bets. You still have to bet that money eventually. I think that is great PR. And look, the house always wins. That's true. (laughs) The house always wins. Just to use the the casino example, they keep building hotels. And they do that for a reason. So, yes, I think that's just good business. Speaking of bets, a, a guy, someone in New Jersey bet $1,000 yesterday that no touchdowns will be scored. Walked out with $100,000. That is amazing. $100,000. 100 to 1 odds, no touchdowns. No touchdowns scored. scored. It was a beautiful night in Denver. How is that even <laughs> possible? Um, although the Broncos came close twice. Mm-hmm. Gosh, they're so bad. All right, that, couple, That's a great bet. A couple more things to hit here. All right, first one is speaking of of betting, you know, sports books and such. It looks like ESPN and DraftKings are on the cusp of a basically an exclusive deal. Oh, very nice. So yeah, ES this is according to our good friend Darren Ravel over at the Action Network. ESPN was looking for a partner reportedly hoping to get about 3 billion dollars over a period of time that would kind of go with rebranding not only with DraftKings and ESPN. So some sort of partnership between the two. We haven't seen any details or anything like that yet, but nevertheless, it looks like DraftKings and ESPN are going to be getting into a partnership together. And I'm curious as to, is that just going to be, is that just going to be stuff involving their shows like on, on NFL live, or are we also going to see stuff during live games? So for example, on ESPN and ABC, we're seeing baseball being played right now. Right. Are we going to have live betting lines up there? Like, hey, this is this at bat, the percentage, you know, the the line for someone to get a base hit, whatever right. it might be. I think that could be really good, and I think it's going to start to really enhance a lot of product that comes what we see on screen with ESPN. Um, not only that, I'm here. Here, I'm curious about this. Pat McAfee has a a, a relationship with ESPN. Yeah, he does College Game Day, and he also does the stuff with. Uh, he's doing a half dozen college football right. games through Omaha Productions, which he's is got a FanDuel, that big he does. time FanDuel deal. I'm just curious if there's going to be any conflict there at all. I don't know how it gets in the way, or mm-hmm. if uh, DraftKings has to stay away from McAfee and what in uh, in some cases. Um, but I just think that what ESPN is definitely going to do is within all of their shows on TV uh, during games, halftime. Pre- they're going to use DraftKings odds, and so that's going to be all of their odds. All of their stuff's going to be hammered by DraftKings, which is fine. Yeah, and that's okay. Well, they already have sports betting shows. People gamble. Yeah. Hey, North Carolina. What's up? How about us? How you doing? I don't even bet. 
I just want you to be able to. Exactly. All right, one last thing here. You're going to find this fascinating. Okay. A high school golf team down in Austin, Texas, golf team, was forced to cancel practice after students ran into a um, into lewd strippers playing in a tournament sponsored by their, um, well, let's say by their establishment. Okay, where is this again? In Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. So okay. the uh, there's an adult entertainment club. Was holding an event. What's the name of the club? Do we know? I don't know. I can't. I don't know off the top of my head. Actually, I was looking through the New York Post article that I was on. Uh, might be the. Is it the Yellow Rose? Maybe. Sounds good. Sure. Uh, yeah. Look, yes. The Yellow Rose Entertainment Club in Austin was hosting a golf event yeah. at the course where the high school team was supposed to practice. They do it all. The time. Well, let's just say their entertainers are out there entertaining. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not naked. No. But they were, let's just say they were out there uh, entertaining the people yeah. that were participating. Absolutely. In this. And, uh, well, the high school kids, uh, they had a call, call their parents to come pick them up. They had to cancel practice. What I mean? Because they were all out and about on the course. Are they, all, like, for lewd are behavior? Are there, like, 28 groups of from this uh, I don't know. yellow rose? I don't know. All right, that's a little prudish, man. Just, just, Go have your practice, I, I just, man. I'm just wondering, like, who's, who called their parents and really was like, I'm just going to sneak over to the driving range. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm, just, I just, I'm working on my short game. I'm just going to go hit balls? Yeah, Is that what you're saying? Go, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Pause. <laughs> uh, all right, before we, uh, before we do place your bets, before we actually get to the wagering, uh, Dennis Cox, because you do this show enough, your your total is still here. I'm like a, like a guest star now. You sort you sort of are back by popular demand. Uh, I don't know by popular or demand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to argue, but uh, you're probably wrong. Uh, so let's go. Place your bets. Place your bets. Here we are. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slide. Yeah. Okay, you can owe me. I owe you nothing. I'm looking at some of your futures bets. Yeah, they've been around for a while. NC State ACC champs. Hey, you know, there's a chance. Yeah, it's not over yet. They haven't been no. eliminated. Panthers win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, they're going to win. Yeah. Hey, I haven't met second in the division. That plus 275 is looking good. I right actually have, to have a couple that I need to put back in. Uh, only one of these futures bets I did, Hayes Permar, was responsible for for the other two. Ah. But there's a couple of uh, Premier League futures bets that I did not. The one is already a loss. I should just take that out. But yeah. that's fine. Let's go ahead and dock that. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool winning the league is not going to happen. Uh, all oh. right, sir. No, no it's not going to happen. Okay. They'll be. Uh, I think they can still finish top four, but I think that's probably kind of an outside shot. They're just not that good. All right, you go first. All right. Thayer Thomas, touchdown catch tomorrow, plus 125. Thayer, I like that. Thayer yeah. Thomas, touchdown, plus 125. I like that. Uh, all right, we're going to do, we're going to start this off with a big four college football parlay. Okay. Florida State, I'm sorry, NC State to beat Florida State. All right. Carolina with an upset at Miami. At least on the money line, it's an upset. Okay. Duke to win at Georgia Tech. Wake Forest to beat Army. All of those happen, plus 625. All right. Steelers upset the Bills tomorrow, plus 550, or Sunday, plus 550. 
They're 14 point dogs. I don't care. Give me Kenny Pickett. If Kenny Pickett era begins with a win. Here's the thing. We were talking before about coaches, right? Yeah. I mean, Mike Tomlin is an elite NFL head coach. Sure. They have a good defense. When TJ Watt's playing. Is TJ Watt back? No. No. Well, I think they have a good defense anyway. True. They don't have a great defense when TJ Watt's not playing, but they have a good defense. They have great wide receivers. Yeah. They just need to be able to take advantage of them. And they're there are it's all about can their offensive line protect Pickett. Their line's actually been okay. It's amazing when Pickett went in, George Pickens all of a sudden started catching a lot of passes. Imagine <laughs> that. So but if you lose at home to the Jets. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I, I, I appreciate the uh the odds there at plus five fifty. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go to the let's go to the Panthers and the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers to score either a defensive or special teams touchdown. Oh, at plus five fifty. Only at plus five fifty. Yeah, that's all it was. Plus five fifty. <laughs> so that's the same as uh, what was the the wager you just made? The Steelers to win. The Steelers to win. <laughs> to the, the same, same odds. odds. Same odds. I don't know what that says more about the Steelers or says about the Panthers. Yeah, it's more about the Panthers. I know. <laughs> Gosh, what a disaster. <laughs> All right, Arsenal, Liverpool. Give me Arsenal to win this one plus 155. Yeah. I am stunned that this is essentially a pick a match. Yeah. But here's the reason for that, I think, is more about history than today. Mm-hmm. Arsenal has not scored a goal against Liverpool in the last six matches. No goals in six matches against Liverpool. Also, in the last 14 Premier League matches, Liverpool has nine wins, four draws, and one loss. The last time Arsenal won was 2016. A long time ago. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, no. no, the, the, The last time Arsenal was during the pandemic. They won during the pandemic when no, there were no fans, zero fans. Now they're going to be at the Emirates, so it's an Arsenal home match. I am also doing my last wager on this, but I have Arsenal to win, but both teams to score. Okay, and that is at plus three twenty. Ah, okay. I try. I think the final score is going to be Arsenal three two. The winning goal comes late. Ninety plus four. <laughs> my prediction. Probably. And it'll probably go right through the legs of Virgil van Dyke, of course. who has been just so mid. I'm using my uh, my son's terminology now. I'm trying to sound younger for the kids. Yes, I can tell. Virgil van Dyke has been very mid. Or, as he also says, sus. Very yeah. sus. Suspect. By the way, back to your, your 49ers defense special team scoring a touchdown. DraftKings, I'll just look here, has it at plus 425. That's better odds for them to score than Baker Mayfield scoring a touchdown or Shai Smith scoring a touchdown. Baker was at like plus 800 to score. Plus 550. I, I thought about that. Um, here's the other bet I almost made. Oh, the, the other prop I almost took. D, Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. George Kittle, Jeff Wilson, and Christian McCaffrey to all score. Okay. To all, all score touchdowns. Except I, all I could think of was like, is San Francisco going to score three touchdowns? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. I a lot of games where they're not going to score three touchdowns. This is the Adam Gold Show. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.